Last week was so crazy for me. Um, I talked a lot about not being in control. And so this week, I want to counteract that and focus on some of the things you do have control over and and then some of the things that maybe are still out of your control but we really know who is in control let's get into today's video hey everyone thank you for joining my beautiful book buzz the podcast i am your lovely host sharice antoinette and i cannot wait to have this chat with you today if you are new thank you for stopping by i'm so excited you're here with us and this is gonna be a good one so great job for stopping in on a good one right last week was rough y'all but this week let's try and turn some things around So first, I want to let you know that I am your neighborhood friendly sister. (laughs) Um, I am a biblical femininity coach. And so here you can expect me to talk about the Bible, talk about a perspective from God's word, but really the lens of what's really happening in the world. I think sometimes we can become a little too spooky, too spiritual, and everything is just, it's going to be okay. Just pray about it. Your blessing on the way. You know, some, some common things that we hear, but yet there's still things going on and we need answers. We need a way out, you know, like a practical, how can I help my marriage? How can I help my children? You know, how can I help myself if I'm battling these health issues? And so that's really the angle that I take. I love God's word, but I love the wisdom that he shares. And King Solomon is perfect to study how God's word meets practical wisdom. And so that's what I like to do. I like to study, but then I also like to give legit answers. If you are returning, I just want to give you a hand clap because it has not been easy (laughs) hanging out with me, y'all, all all the ups and downs. I don't know what's going to happen next week, right? So I just want to say thank you for coming back, tuning in sharing with another sister and I just I appreciate you you are the reason why the podcast is still going because you tune in so let's get into it all right so first I want to make a disclaimer and let you guys know health wise um everything is okay I went to the doctor and Everything looked good on screen. Um, I actually just had blood work done. And I haven't received those results, but I'm pretty sure everything is fine. (laughs) Uh, But from that moment that I went to the doctor, I was so nervous before. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what just happened. Um, I didn't know... Like, what do you do moving forward? Like, it was just a lot of I don't know, right? 
And so when the ultrasound tech said, oh, everything's fine. Oh, okay, this could be why this is happening. But, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, same thing, the doctor was like, yeah, everything looks good. This could be why it's happening. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> I was so grateful. Um, a burden relief. But the, the thing I want to mention here is, tell me why nothing else happened after that. And I started studying the scriptures concerning this topic. I went to, I don't know how I got on 2 Kings, y'all. But I'm in 2 Kings. I started chapter 17. I think I'm on like chapter 19 now. But basically, basically, okay. I feel like Satan is bluffing. Which I knew a couple years ago, our pastor, um, he prophesied, he was like, y'all, the wind is going to blow. You know, the the clouds is going to come. You might even hear thunder. But he said, do not be afraid. Do not be alarmed. Because this is a bluff. This is not coming from God. This is to get you to react to it to get you to move off of fear and not faith and we'll talk about that in a second is is to push you off the ledge you know satan sometimes can't push you you have to choose to jump you got to choose to move your feet if you standing on the rock baby you ain't gonna fall but if you decide you know to look down if you're walking on water you're looking down you chose at that moment to doubt God and to sink. Let's not doubt him so we can maintain our position, which is above the water. In the storm, in directly in the storm, but the wind, the thunder, the lightning did not hurt them out on the water. It wasn't meant to hurt them. So, back to, I, I kind of was expecting it and looking for it. Like I said, this prophecy was like two years ago. Um, has it been two years? A year, two years? Y'all, I lose time so fast. I'm so sorry. I think, it, yeah, I want to say it's been two years. And um, so, I was kind of preparing myself two years ago. I never thought it would happen now. <laughs> But anyways, when I read the scripture in 2 Kings, verse 17, and King Assyria, he sent his men, his men come to, to, um, to Judah, and they, they talking all this trash. And as they're having the conversation, somebody spoke up and said, hold up. Don't speak in our language. Don't speak in our Hebrew language. You didn't come here to speak to us. You need to talk to your men in your Syrian, Assyrian language or whatever. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> but you speak in that language. Don't talk to us. We don't want to hear the conversation. And so dude said, I'm a speaking our language. 
And I'm going to keep running my mouth, pretty much. And he was going in talking about how you pretty much you're going to die. We're going to take your land. You know, if you fight, we got you. If you don't fight, y'all still going to be our slaves. Don't matter. Which way you take, your God is not going to take you out of this one. And then he goes to say... Let this is where the proof was coming from. Talking about your God, your Jesus, the proof was coming from. He said, Look at all the other kingdoms that fell, that challenged us, they tried to come up against us and fight their own battles. Where are their gods? Where what happened to those people? We stumped all over them. And now we're here in Israel and we're going to stump over you. Don't believe Hezekiah, your king, your God is not going to save you. You in our hands. Y'all, this is a bluff. When has God ever not told Israel what was going to happen? Really think, pause. Are you in sin? Do you expect something bad to happen? Do you? Are you looking for God to spank your honey? What's going on? That's, God always tells us what he's going to do. He sends us warnings before he do it. He gives us an opportunity to get that thing right, to repent, to turn around. And so when they was talking all that trash... When they was talking all that trash, Israel, Judah, had a choice to make. Are they going to believe what their enemies are saying? I know it looks bad. Or are you going to go off of the real record of God at this point? Whenever they went into slavery, God has told them. God has given them opportunity to repent from whatever sin it was. And he it's not like he do it the next day. It be years. God will prophesy and say, you know, I'm going to send you to the land of your enemies. And it be five years later. You know, that's that's my God. That's my God. So, it's like, they was talking all this trash. Don't believe Hezekiah, your king, God ain't going to save you. Hold up. How did God get into the conversation? You was just talking your little junk about, you know, what you thought you was going to do to us. Now you talk about my God? Oh, oh, stop. Stop. You you going too far. Satan is going too far. <laughs> so, whew. So, the next thing, Hezekiah got word from his men, all this junk and trash that was spoken. So, Hezekiah was concerned. Everybody was concerned. It's okay to be concerned, y'all. And so, he goes to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. I just read this, so I know who his daddy was. (laughs) But he goes to Isaiah, and Isaiah says, 
the Lord said that this is a bluff. The Lord said they are lying against me. They ain't hear nothing from me. I don't have nothing against y'all. And in fact, y'all are going to be delivered. Every time I think about that, it just makes me like, thank you. You know, thank you, Lord, because I feel like this is a deliverance season. And I feel like we've been hearing so many prophecies for so long. You've been hearing your blessing on the way, your breakthrough on the way. And it's like, are you going to listen to what Satan is trying to dish at you at the very end? Are you going to take the bait? Because when my body was doing something I'd never seen before, I, it was my choice to believe the worst. And, you know, the worst. And I didn't. I'm going to tell you what I did in a second. So Isaiah says they're lying on God. God's going to deliver you. And I love this part. And God going to kill them. God going to handle them. All of them. Y'all don't have to worry about this no more. Because they going to die after this. <laughs> now, I don't condone killing people. But if the Lord got to smash some enemies, let, them defeat this, let him defeat the devil. That, that's his business. I didn't say it. He said it. And so, you think they went away? This, this is the thing. You can pray, you can fast. If you at the end of your breakthrough, here comes Satan again. Because guess what? When I came back from the doctor, a couple of days later, I got scared because something else happened. It wasn't the same thing that I explained um, Friday on the last podcast, something different happened, and I was so loud. It was like midnight, y'all. And my husband said, "Are you okay?" Cause I said, "Oh my god!" Like I said it so loud, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And I was irritated because I said, "I believe my ultrasound tech. I believe my doctor." And I believe my God. If he's going to bless me. Like this don't feel like an attack. This don't. Or this don't feel like something coming from God. This don't feel like. You know. A, a battle I have to fight. It don't feel like he's doing this. And so the fact that it's happening. As soon as I come from the doctor. And the doctor asks me is everything alright. I say yeah. He said, has anything happened again? No. So a couple of days later, now all of a sudden, it's just going to come out of nowhere. Uh-uh. I rebuke that. I'm not falling for the tricks. And so reading this story in Second Kings really brought it to light. Because those same soldiers, not the king, but his soldiers, his men, came back. Here they go again, threatening Judah again. Talking all that trash of what they going to do, how they going to do it, who they going to do it with, who getting what. Like, they said, let's make a deal. 
we will take y'all to a land that will give y'all belong to you. Let me remind you, they're going to be slaves, y'all. We'll take y'all. Don't believe in your God. Don't believe that you're going to be delivered from this thing. Just come on with us. This is the only way you're going to live is if you surrender and become our slaves. You can't fight this battle. God ain't going to fight for you. Come on. That's what they said. The second time they came back. At first they was threatening them. They're going to kill them. The second time they said, we won't kill you. We'll spare your life. And y'all going to eat good. Y'all going to live good. Now, how many people will take the deal? You're going to be a slave, but yet your life is secure. Your house is secure. You're going to have that big old house, white picket fence, matching cars, whatever you want. You got it. Just denounce your God and worship our king. Hezekiah, grieving, goes back to Isaiah and say, look, this is what they said. I know what you said last time, but I'm really concerned because it's happening again. God said he was going to deal with it, but they back. Like, what do we do? He didn't completely panic. He was just asking. They're back. I know God, I believe that God said he was going to deal with it. God said he was going to kill him. Why are they back? What What's going on? So anyways, Isaiah said it again. The Lord said he going to deliver you. The Lord said that he going to kill him. <laughs> and the Lord said this is a battle you don't have to worry about. God got it. And Isaiah begins to go into some details um, because he said more. He said way more this time than the last time. But it still gave the answer what God was going to do. It also accredited God to what he has done before. As Isaiah was talking, he went into or God started speaking about his past, his record. What he has done to folks. Because isn't that the same thing the enemy said? How was your God going to defeat us? Because we have already defeated. You know. All of these nations. Y'all next on the list. But then God pulls out his record. Amen. And says nah. Y'all looking at that wrong. I defeated all of this. So anyways. What did I do? First, let me go into the first day. I was um, having a lot of blood come out. And instantly I was thinking I was having a miscarriage or like something's not right, right? Um, And then I was scared because at one point it got real heavy. I was like... Oh my goodness, I hope I'm not hemorrhaging. Like, what is this? It's not stopping. If it don't stop, you know, the next time, like, I'm going to the hospital. Um, And then I was thinking, like, oh my gosh, I hope it's not cancer. Because I know sometimes you can bleed from cancer. I was thinking a whole bunch of stuff, y'all. But it stopped. And out of all my research, 
I'm like, it's not lining up with the diagnosis. It cannot be these things. And so at that moment, I began to think about the good things. I began to think about, okay, praise the Lord. I know it's not a miscarriage because this, this, and this is not lining up. I only have one thing happening. I don't have nothing else happening. Well, I know I'm not hemorrhaging because I stopped bleeding and I'm not in pain. So, praise God for that. Like, I just go down the list and start knowing and understanding what is not going on, right? Not trying to figure out what is going on, but praising God for it's not worse. I'm still here. I'm still okay. Um, You know, we good. We may not know what's going on, but we know that ain't going on. And... I'll give you some examples real quick. How to. What God likes to do. I moved in my first apartment. (laughs) It was like 2012. 2012, 2013. Me and my baby girl got our first place. And. When I went down there, I thought I was going to get a one-bedroom. So, when I walked into the apartment, it was a two-bedroom. And I was so shocked. It was bigger and clean. And it was just beautiful. For my first home, I had an eating, dining room, kitchen, um, a nice living room. And then, like I said, two bedrooms. One for me and one for her. And so... Sometimes you don't know the blessings you have until you get it. I didn't, nobody told me we was getting a two-bedroom. They told me I was getting a one-bedroom. Okay, Um, I remember when my dad and my husband went to get, or check out this potential car. Our car um, stopped on highway, (laughs) y'all. I don't know if I told y'all this. It legit stopped on um, on the interstate, like a busy highway. We had a lane, three lanes to our left and one lane to our right because the road, the intersection was coming in. Okay, and the car stops right there between all of these lanes. Praise God, it was not busy. That day, praise God, we stopped right there in the median on the grass before the grass ended. We would have been in the road, in the road between five lanes, and it literally stopped right there. Um, We had the opportunity. We didn't really have the money, but we had the opportunity to rent a nice, nice, <laughs> a nice vehicle. They gave us the wrong one. Um. We had the opportunity to stay in a hotel that had um, a pool. We didn't really, it was kind of cold, so we didn't really get to enjoy that. And, you know, frustration, like, our car is gone. We have no money. We really should not even be in this hotel right now. But it was a young lady, because she heard me and my husband, like, fussing, like, oh, my gosh, what did we do? Like, she heard, overheard it. 
And she pulled me to the side. She was like, my heart goes out to you guys. I can't imagine what you just went through. And I was pregnant. I was pregnant with our fourth child. <laughs> so it was like danger all around with this pregnant lady. <sighs> yeah, I was like seven, six, seven months pregnant too. But anyways, I was trying to get him to see what God was doing. Because I knew it was God. I knew it was a setup from the Lord. Because as the car was going out, I was praying. As the car was going out, I said, okay, God, I'm listening. What are you doing? And it was a Marvin Sapp song. Um, I can't remember what it was called. But basically it was like, hush, be quiet, listen. Sometimes when things are going on, we're talking too much. We need to listen to what the Lord is saying and what he's doing. Watch what he's doing. And so, like, just the whole thing was perfect. I knew. And did I tell y'all that maybe two weeks before whatever, it was prophesied to us that we were going to get a new car? I don't know what he was talking about. I'm like... Ain't no way we can get a new car. We have no money. So, anyways, all of that happens, right? So, my dad and my husband going to check out this car. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. It's taking all day. I'm still pregnant. And, like, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything because we have no car. We're stranded in VA. We live in NC. We have no money. Like, it's just bad. I cannot tell you how frustrating, how intense, like having no funds makes the situation. You have no money. You can't get food. You can't get a taxi. You know, you can't get into a hotel. Like, it locks you up. Praise God for my family and for my mother and my father who looked out for us and still continue to look out for us. Praise God for them because we would not have anything, Um, especially in that situation. It just would have been a really bad day. So they go and, and they decide to get the vehicle. I'm panicking at this point because my dad is trying to explain it to me and it don't sound right. I'm like, first of all, we don't have enough room. We need a vehicle that's going to hold six people. You're telling me that my trunk is gone because I, I come from a van. So the trunk is deep and our van was seven seats. So we knew we had enough for six people. So I'm irritated. Like, how in the why would they get that if we're not even gonna be able to fit in this thing, and we can't even go grocery shopping? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? So when when they come back and I go check it out, y'all, it was so nice. It was a black truck. Oh my goodness! It was one of the newest cars. The no. It was the newest car we ever had. It was 2006, I think. So, not very new, right? But it was new for us. It was the bomb. 2006, Honda Pilot, black, 
leather on the inside. It was nice. And it was eight seats because it had three rows. So it gave me an extra space that I couldn't work around the trunk issue because I don't have to take the kids all the time to go grocery shopping, you know, if I need to put the seats down for the extra space. So I can work around that. But I can't add more seats if it is no seats, if it is no place to put the seats. So this already gave us eight seats. We needed six. Um, and then not to mention, you know, maybe that extra space just in case we have to bring supplies. Y'all, the six of us and I got a newborn. Of course, we got to bring, we got to bring supplies. We got to bring strollers, you know, car seats. Um, it was three car seats at that time. Three. I had three of my children were in car seats. So we needed that room. And so this lesson really made me think about sometimes if we're comparing our blessings to other people, we're missing out because... You don't understand why we got that pilot, why God blessed us with that pilot. It wasn't a coincidence. It was all orchestrated. My van needed to break down because we were not going to upgrade. And I did not tell y'all that that um, that Honda gave us the opportunity for my husband to... Uh, work for Uber so he could do his own thing. So it was like blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And that's what God does. I didn't see it in the beginning. I didn't see it when my dad was trying to explain it to me. It was worth the wait as well. Because um, it was like three days to find this thing. And we was able to get it. We was able to get it. So, during this time, Satan trying to get me to doubt God and get me to be frustrated and scared and accept something that's not true. No, I'm not going to accept that, you know, something is wrong with me and my body. I don't accept that because that's not what God told me. For real, legit. This is not a battle I'm fighting. He already told me. What did Isaiah say? Isaiah said, they're lying. Your enemies are straight up lying. So Satan can manipulate and do things to make it look a certain way. I'm going to tell y'all this one story, real personal. And then hopefully y'all can understand what I'm saying. We're going to close out. So maybe two years ago. The biggest test of my life, y'all. I am not exaggerating. <sighs> I was having dreams. So Satan did. He go whispering kind of um, these lies about my marriage in my dreams. I didn't pay attention to it because um, I don't believe it, you know. And as I'm dealing with this battle because it wasn't just a one day thing it wasn't just one particular incident it was multiple incidents my husband working uber at the time and so 
it was a situation where he was out late and, you know, he finds stuff in the car and then I found stuff in the car. It was like, are you going to go off of nothing? Because that's essentially what it is. You're going off of nothing when you trying to piece something together. You have no evidence. Shut up and just look. The Bible is clear. Whatever is done in the dark, it's going to come to light. So if you have suspicion about something or someone, it's going to be plain and clear that this is really happening. Because whatever is done in the dark, God going to expose it. So um, one day. I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm about to get my scriptures so I can be set. I go to the library and my kids is acting up. It was like a terrible day. A te- this was not the will of the Lord. <laughs> my kids acting up. I think I had the baby beside me trying to keep her calm. It was a woman literally talking to me the whole time I'm trying to get my scriptures. And usually, I'm open to speak to people because I like to minister um, as much as I can. And she talked, you know, she gets real calm and whispering. and But she distracted me. Like, I'm trying to get these scriptures because I'm about to fight Satan, right? That's what I'm thinking. And my kids acting up. Leave me alone so I can focus on what I'm doing. That's how I felt. I'm going to be honest. Well, I never said that to her, and I let her talk, and she was just talking about, um, she was pregnant, you could see her belly out, and how she trying to find this, find that, I don't know, she was just talking, and so, in my mind, I told y'all, Satan was trying to plant doubt, and basically, um, I forgot the word I'm looking for. Infidelity. He was trying to plant, start to plant those things in, in my mind. And so as she was talking, I wanted to ask her so bad, who is the father of your child? Like, seriously, because it was just a perfect storm. Um, I didn't. I didn't. But she, she was just telling me where he was from and all this other stuff. No, it was not my husband, but Satan would do that. He will make you. Now, what if her, the 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 man she got pregnant by, what if they had the same name? Like, seriously, Satan would line that thing up to make you look like a fool so bad. So I just got out the library. I left. It was so intense for me. Um, I knew I was in a trial. I had to get out of there. And so I got into the car. And I found some grown folk things in in the car. And so I talked to my husband because I was very tense about it. He was like, be honest with me. Does this job make you uncomfortable? I said, yes, it does. And from that on, I didn't tell him what what I really was fighting um, I, I waited to tell him like two weeks later and he was so mad. He went off. Y'all should have saw him. He said, that's not right because you're holding information. I could tell you were so tense. I knew something was bothering you. 
you know, this you're not married by yourself, Sharice. Like, he really broke it down to me. I'm your husband. We are sharing this together. And so you tense. I don't know what's going on with you. Like, that's offensive. You can't come and tell me with everything that you found in the car. You know, the dreams you having. Like, we can pray about this together. But I withheld that information. And I thought, y'all want to know something? <laughs> I thought I did a good job. Because <laughs> I didn't. I never accused him. I never said anything to him. I thought that I was killing it. And so the reason why I share that with y'all is because I think about so many people who get divorced over nothing. And I'm just going to say it just like that. You getting divorced over nothing because you don't even know the enemy you're fighting. You don't know the enemy you're fighting. My husband is not my enemy. I can go so deep in this topic. I'm sick of it. Uh, Y'all can hear it in my voice. Because I'm tired of marriages failing. I'm tired of the children suffering. The whole house is falling apart. Because two people ain't getting along. Because of what was said or what was done it looked like it was done but it wasn't really i don't have no proof like what what is wrong what is wrong with you like i don't know i'm gonna leave that alone but anyways um oh yeah I, i gotta leave that alone so i um believe god and i'm very protective over marriage not just mine but marriage in general I don't care what has happened in the marriage I don't care what's going on in the marriage it says do not allow man to separate what God has put together now if God put it together that's the thing sometimes we do stuff in our own strength you done got married to somebody that God did not have for you that person was trifling from the beginning. That's different, y'all. I don't I don't say stay married in a toxic situation. But if it's two people who love the Lord, y'all, both of y'all need forgiveness. Both of y'all can be redeemed. Like, unless the Lord then really spoke to you and say, separate, you better fight for that marriage. So, anywho, um, I'm going to end it here. Think about what you do have control over. And right now, you have control over your emotions. You have control over your thoughts. It's not, it may not be as bad as it seems. Satan wants you to take the bait. He wants, he's lying to you. It is not as bad. You are coming out of this thing. So you better count your blessings right now. Because the thing is, If you don't acknowledge God as God right now, God cannot continue to bless you. So you thought it was bad. You thought it was getting worse. It's only going to get worse. Start turning your situation around by your praise. God, I thank you that it was not what I thought it was. 
I don't care what it is. Thank you because it's not as bad. We can fix this. You know, we can fix whatever I am going through now. God got it because that's what he said in his word. So this is not, I don't think this is a battle that you should be fighting. You take it before the Lord, really listen for him to speak to you, and then let he going to deal with it. He is going to clear up your name. He is going to give you that promotion or send you somewhere else to be promoted. You know, he's going to provide those finances. He's going to provide that new vehicle, that uh, house with more room that you need. He got it. That healing that you've been looking for, he got it. He got it. Do not doubt him at this moment because it's taking a little longer than you thought it was going to take. It's been five years. Like, whoa, maybe I ain't hear God correctly. No, you heard him correctly. You hang on in there. Okay. Um, I love you all. And I do want to end with a quick prayer because I just feel like it's appropriate. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can come to you with our cares, with our burdens, with our fears, with our frustrations, with our problems, Lord. Thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you for continuing to bless us. And we just, we ask that anything that is hindering us, if it's our faulty thinking, if it's our nasty attitude, if we're focusing on the wrong stuff, Lord, remove those things out of the way. Maybe we haven't forgiven somebody. Maybe we're still mad because we were passed up. We didn't get that position that we deserve. Maybe we're holding on to grudges and anger. Lord, I thank you that you can fix this. That you never left us. You never forsaken us. That you were in the situation the whole time. You knew that we was going to get fired. You already knew. So, Lord, it didn't take you by surprise. It may have caught us by surprise. But you are in control. And so we surrender right now. We surrender all the negativity that we are feeling. The negative thoughts that we're feeling and we begin to praise you we begin to rejoice and we begin to thank you for the things we have and the things that you are sending our way we thank you so much lord for providing our needs for being a good god for being a great father thank you for protecting our families thank you for providing in our finances lord Thank you for continuing to give us strength and good health. Thank you. When it's cold, we have warmth, Lord. We have heat. Thank you. When it's hot, we got the AC. We just thank you for every single thing that you have given us. So, Lord, right now, we just ask that you continue to speak to us, that you begin to Um, continue to develop our character so we will be ready for the next level and we ask that you help us to focus on the right things in jesus name i pray amen y'all thank you 
Um, make sure y'all share this. Make sure y'all follow me on IG at Sharice Antoinette. If you don't know, I do have a YouTube. You can check me out. I have done um, the Self-Sufficient Housewife series. I'm going deep into like things that's going to help us become independent. And not independent like I don't need nobody. But independent in a way that we can use what God has given us. Use our gifts, our talents, and bless our home. And then... Um, continue to bless other people that we want to bless so check me out on youtube i love y'all stay beautiful be wise be all that god created you to be and i'll see y'all in my next video bye